welcome to the GBHBL Whiplash. We're back, new podcast, episode 43, I think. I forgot. 40-something. Yeah, well, maybe 43. The last one was like the 10 things Slipknot combined into one yeah. from the videos. But yeah, so we're back. We are Games, Brains, Headbang Life, GBHBL.com. I'm Carl, with Brendan. Um, that's about it, really. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as GBHBL. Just search there. Tumblr as well, where I post a re... re- Re reposted, yeah. yeah. Um, this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple, um, not music, Apple Podcasts. I forgot the fucking word there. Why is it, what is it called again? Apple Podcasts. Uh, of course, we've also got a Patreon page. Go over and check that out. We don't really run a reward system over there. After thinking long and hard about it, particularly as we're in the UK and what to do, the best decision is basically go over there, chuck us a dollar. You'll get early content videos just early content videos we're doing a lot more on youtube now as well so you know you get those earlier than they go up on youtube so good reason for that but also you'll be helping us out but if you did want something in return for your money then go over to big cartel go to our shop there's a link on the site and on facebook as well and we've got a selection of items ranging from pint glass a really well-made pint glass as well um to pin badges or like old t-shirts as well and i recently redesigned not well not redesigned i retook the photos and then redid the prices so that's cheaper as well yeah yeah and limited edition very short run that that's true <laughs> that's true these aren't like infinite supplies like yeah. for example the pint glasses i think now I'll, i think there's 10 10 overall so it's that kind of thing once they're gone they're gone and doesn't cost much you know and you will be doing us a favor because like yeah. you know helps keep the site running uh yeah, that's that part. Um yeah. Uh, I bought merchandise and I'm like, wait, but I've already done that bit. Done merchandise. Yes, done merchandise. Well of course we have tracks for you. Before we get that, you wanted to talk about beer. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who watches our videos or listens to the podcast and probably mm. hears us slurping away. Yeah. Is that um I guess sometimes it goes in the metal territory, but not exclusively, but we do like a beer. Yes. Um in recent times or maybe recent years we've years. branched out you know i remember being younger and it was like just i'll have a pint of fosters yeah yeah yeah. Uh, or you know that was it a pint of stellar occasionally or a cronenberg or whatever but it was just that one beer that's what you did and these, I, I think it's probably years now since i've had a pint of fosters years yeah you tend to like try different ones and it's probably also maybe partly because of bloodstock festival and mm. the fact that it's ale heavy yep we start you know we try a few different ales out we're also sponsoring a barrel at a local ale festival oh, uh, yep. this year in Welling. The Welling Beer Festival. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, that is very cool. So yeah, and we do tend to have a different beer most of the times that we're doing this. Yeah. Including some of the pretty cool ones that bands push out these days. Yeah, I think if you go back and watch some of the older videos, you'll see us drinking the Barbarian Hermit yeah. Ale. Really uh, strong stuff. Really cloying after a while. But um, yeah, we're kind of basically sticking with the standard Camden Hells, which I think probably right now is one of the more popular ones. We both it's, like it's drinking It's probably my favourite, yeah, at yeah. the moment, to be honest. And it is now available. Well, I mean, we spend quite a bit of time in Camden anyway. It's obviously available in Camden. Yeah, but finding but it more and more. Like in places like Greenwich and stuff like that, that they're starting to... You know, I guess it, we've, we've accidentally started... We, we now drink a hipster beer. Yeah, probably yeah. probably what it is. Although, to be fair, we've been drinking it for a while. It's... Uh, well, it is. It's a, it's a local... Well, I'm assuming it's Camden Brood. Presumably. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I picked these bottles up in Morrison's. That's how kind of yeah, like brood. widely available it is now. Brood and bottled in London. 
by Camden Town Brewery. Woo! Support your local breweries as well yeah, as your local metal scene. It is actually really, really nice. I, I'm, I took me years to get into any kind of beer or lager. I used to just be like, I'm only drinking vodka and Red Bulls, and then I was on JD and Coke for years and yeah. years and years. And then, like when I eventually found a taste for beer, I slowly it became it was like a list where I drink anything. Yeah. And then as I got older, that they'd get drawn through where I'm now down to like lager wise, where it's like it's like pretty much Cronenberg. Yeah. Or a local one. Oh, do you know my, my sort of thing? Like, it's not just recently, but more and more as 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 like weeks go by, because I do drink. I don't drink a lot. I haven't got a problem, <laughs> but I do tend to have a couple of beers a week at yep. different times. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the things I've taken to doing now is like every Saturday or Sunday, if I'm out and I'm picking up a bit of shopping, I always make sure I pick up at least one bottle of beer or something I've never had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. You know, so like last Saturday, I had like a nice, you know, the big bottles, kind of similar to these 660 mil Camden bottles yeah. of a beer called Erdinger, mm-hmm. which I'd never heard of before. It was a lager, German one. And I was like, well, oh, yeah. I've been to Berlin. We had German beers quite nice. Mm. to give that a crack. So I've taken to doing that now. Just like, you know, just experiment a little bit. And see what it is. And see what it's like. But yeah, so Camden Hells, let us know if you've uh, tried it, like it, or if you've got any recommendations on beers that we should try. Yeah, yeah, because we can get all of them, so stats. Just don't don't go down the fruit route. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not a fan of the fruity kind of beers and ales and the mm. ch- toffee-flavoured ale. Yeah, or ciders, yeah, yeah, none of that stuff. Well, anyway, we have tracks for you. We, of course, have tracks for you to play, and we've got quite a bit on this one. We've got tracks from Voices of Grief, two from Sky Brood, who uh, we have previous history with. Uh, calamity nility I can't it's nilicism but nility excuse me I'm butchering that yeah nihility there you go and at home in hell see just have a normal easy cold (laughs) speak one and we're actually going to open with uh, the first of two tracks from Skybird now the reason why we've got two tracks is one is the previously released song Vile Redeemer and the other is effectively um, I won't say premiere, but it kind of is because that's yeah. kind of how the discussion went between me and the band. So at the beginning, we're going to play Evolve Redeemer now, and then we're going to very, very end. We're going to be playing you the brand new track that hasn't been released yet, which is uh, the band name Sky Brood and the album title as well. But anyway, before that, if you don't know who Sky Brood are, they're a Norwegian metal band who can best be described as a melting pot where doom, sludge, black metal, and all as dark and malevolent is merged into a massive heavy and dark matter. Fitting considering their name is derived from the weather phenomenon known as cloudburst, where extreme amounts of precipitation <laughs> appear without warning. You throw so many words into this one. Appear without warning over a short period, often leading to floods and destruction. In 2015, the band released their first EP, and they've since been working hard to finish writing their full-length debut album. This is now finally going to see its release on May 10th, 2019, and this is the opening track, Vile Redeemer.
news. So, dun, dun, dun. since last time, genuinely, it, yep. based upon what we cover, because we only select things, God almighty, it was slow. Yeah, I did. I even, like, uh, I saw the topics we were going to look at, and I was like, oh, let me have a little scan and see if mm. there's anything else of real interest has happened. And it's like, yeah, okay, this is quiet. It really <laughs> is. Like, it's just nothing it's really. that or all the journalists are on holiday. Yeah, yeah, maybe that. <laughs> yeah, school holidays and yeah. all that will last two weeks, so does that. But anyway, um, getting on with some of it. Aussie, Aussie and Judas Priest have announced their rescheduled dates for the No More Tours 2 shows that were postponed earlier this year. So at the beginning of this year, Aussie... Um, First he'd fallen ill and then he fell down the stairs. Yeah. Remember we talked about that last time. So those dates were all cancelled or and that had been rescheduled for next year. So if you were going to be at any of the ones, so only covering the UK stuff, uh, January 31st in Nottingham, all the way up to February 12th in Glasgow, basically those are the rescheduled dates in 2020. Yeah. So if you didn't know, how you wouldn't know if you were, were waiting to find yeah. out, I don't know, but yeah. At least, I don't know, I guess it's not that far away, is it? I always worry, worry with people like Ozzy though is that like an, an awful lot could happen to him in between now and February. It's it's a long <laughs> enough way. You're talking yeah, about no, a good eight is. months. Yeah, it is. But it's good considering that he, you know, he, he, he's in hospital. God knows what he'd have to have done to him. It could have easily been, uh, you know, out of action for a long um, period. Yeah, yeah. And it's good that Priest uh, are part of the rescheduled dates as well because yeah. it would have been like you know when a band has to reschedule dates, often the support has to change. Whereas mm-hmm. in this case, you are still getting Ozzy and Priest, so yeah. that's pretty good. Alright, here's one that you won't give a fuck about. But yeah. it's in there because I, it would raise a question. So, Airborne, I found that have completed work on their fifth currently untitled album, which is due out later this year via Spine Farm. It's to follow up to 2016's Breaking Out of Hell. Excited? Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah? Can't wait. Um, Favourite Airborne song? <laughs> uh, rock On, Babe. <laughs> no, that's an actual song. No. no. Probably something like that, though, isn't it? <laughs> there's plenty with the word rock in it yeah <laughs> uh, rocking round the clock <laughs> yeah now you know I, I, I mean I've actually weirdly enough have seen Avon live haven't we uh, but because they were supporting somebody else I can't remember who it was it might have been Trivium or it wouldn't have been Trivium I know if... it, it, it was in <clears throat> it was indoors because I remember him climbing up stuff and all interesting that. I'm trying to I'll try to remember that one now I've seen Avon a few times so I'm not too sure yeah. on that one but it was, I was there because they were supporting somebody else whereas you were there for them and whoever they were supporting okay yeah who it was. Mm. and you were kept trying to push Airborne on me then yeah it's weird that because yeah. um, I certainly don't feel that way anymore about them That's, oh yeah yeah, you, yeah. You, did, you were a big fan for a while yeah. right? there was a period that you really liked them I don't think it was for a long period I don't think like you know it was a good five years of your life or anything like no I'd say it was like a good year or two, two year yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was um, definitely two albums. Yeah, I got it. One of those bands for me, you know, like I don't hate Airborne. I've got written no real opinion on them. I've listened to plenty of their music mm. to have a ha, to, to know I don't like them, to know it's not for me, and, that, and that's really all it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, my thing with them is, you know, I'll explain why I don't like them anymore. It's purely because it's, it's after a while, it's like, oh, that's just what you do. Yeah. And that's, and like, you'd listen to an album and be like, yeah, there's some bangers on it, a catch and so on, and they're, they're, but there aren't. And it's like, that's, but that's just what you do. And you'd go see him live and it'd be the same shtick over and over again. He's busting a beer can over his head. Yeah. He's climbing something. Um, I, Sounds I, like Stone Cold Steve Austin when you describe him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, it's just kind of like, it's just, it was just like, okay, that was cool. That was fun for a while. Now I'm bored of it, yeah. basically. And I see this and I think, ah, oh, fifth, fifth album. That's going to be another Airborne album. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and they got their fans, and that's for them. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of other bands that do yeah. that, so it's not like it's like specific. I just, I just, you know, yeah, 
yeah, they they they've got a niche little market. Um, you know, they're the ACDC market, but young, so there's that. They are Australian as well, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Joachim Carlson has left the death metal supergroup Bloodbath. Now yeah. I'm going to read the full statement here because the statement I quite liked actually. The guitarist announced his departure via a statement posted on the band's Facebook page. He wrote, I am putting away my bloodbath vest for good. He had a picture of the vest too. To be honest, I've never really considered myself a guitarist, at least not a particularly good one. Just someone who plays guitar of necessity because I wouldn't be able to write my music otherwise. Bloodbath needs a lead guitarist, someone who can pull off these fast, evil solos and whatnot. And to be completely honest, that guy simply isn't me. Bloodbath needs someone who can do it justice. I've had pretty much only good moments with the bands and I'm glad to have been a part of it for the last year and a half, but now I'll do other things. I vaguely remember having a main band which hasn't gotten the attention it deserves during the last year. I think I'll focus on that for a while. All right, later, Bloodbath fans. Hope I at least managed to trick some of you into listening to Kraft. Mm-hmm. That last bit made me go, well, not me. I don't know who the fuck Kraft are. Well, that's his main band. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Really. He's definitely quitting. He's not just telling people that he's putting his vest away. No, no. <laughs> well, a part of that just not being a good yeah. enough guitarist uh, yeah, Bloodbath yeah. kind of says it all. I just thought I'd never really put like a statement that. up on Facebook saying I'm putting my blood bath blood bath vest away, and everyone's going, "Oh my god, he's leaving the band!" Yeah, I've got a new one <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah. Now uh, I, I read it as well, and I thought it's a fair, it's a very fair point, very yeah. open. And that's cool, isn't it? Uh, I knew they were a super group. Yep. I didn't know that all that they all had uh, other, or that even the guitarists had other active bands. Yep. That's the truth of it. I didn't. I know they were a super group, but I just you just assume, I, I assumed that they were people that had all left other bands. And, and now they were combined into one. Yeah. Their band now. Yeah. I didn't realize that, but it sounds to me like he was seeing Bloodbath almost as a side project. Well, yeah. And now it was actually going on a bit too long and getting in the way a bit. Yeah, yeah. Like they were, what was? I mean, we, we've seen Bloodbath. Yep. Uh, I don't. I, I I wouldn't say I adore them, but I like them. Yep. I I think he's a fine guitarist. Strangely I, I, enough, like I think it's quite he's quite obviously quite humble. Mm. Uh, to, you know, to feel like he's not good enough to go on with it. I wonder if um, it's related to new material being written. Yeah, maybe. And it's just he can't handle it. And it's just like, my fingers can't do this, my fingers can't do that, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Like, but yeah, yeah it's, it's just one of... over to somebody else and I'll go back to craft. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those sort of, oh, that's a different kind of statement when someone leaves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, talk about it's making nice this... See, yeah, somebody leaving a, a big band full of reasonably large characters. Mm. Um, and it's all pretty much a nice, positive, kind of humble thing. Yeah. You know, it's not a sacking, it's not an argument, it's not I'm a fight. I'm so angry at you, yeah. yeah. He's just putting his vest away. But talking of uh, odd things, I guess then, Trivium. Yeah. have covered typo negatives, I don't want to be me. It's kind of, yeah, it probably you made reviewed this, this. Yeah, I did review it. And do you know, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I didn't clock until I pressed play that it was a cover of Type of Negative Okay, Okay, yeah. I just saw a new Trivium sing- single called I Don't Want to Be Me. Mm. Didn't clock the fact that that's a typo song or anything like that. I yeah. just pressed play and within a few seconds I was like, huh? I recognise this. Oh. And you're like, because it's slightly different, you're like, why do I recognise this? And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, hit the chorus and you're like, yeah, okay. I know okay, yeah. And then I looked into it a little bit and it's, it's a, bit, a bit of a strange one in a way. I think I said in the review in that this isn't a, re- a new release. Right, did, let, let's be blunt with it I'm, yep. be- I'm better at being blunt than, than trying to like pussyfoot around things this is a, a little money grab from Roadrunner Records yeah while Trivium are on a small hiatus which is basically Matt he you had twins about a year ago okay he's taken some time to spend with his family and kids right you know while, they, while they're both born and growing basically took some um, maternity paternity leave paternity leave yeah. yeah yeah which is cool it's not like a long hiatus I mean the sentence is only a year out yep 
Um, That's true. This yeah. has been released by Roadrunner because it was actually recorded way well over a year ago. Um, it okay, was on the fifteenth anniversary of whatever the name of the typo album was oh, that had this on it. I remember hearing about this. And Roadrunner, because Typo Negative and Trivium are both Roadrunner records. Mm. For World Record Store Day, oh. they did a limited edition vinyl run, which was the original typo song and a Trivium cover. Right, and that was it. Record label thing, exclusive to World Record Day. Now a year. Later, that exclusivity contract has essentially ran out. And now you can and sell it. And Roadrunner can push it. Okay. <laughs> so with Trivium not out on the road, Trivium not releasing music, Trivium doing anything like that, I guess that's a little bit... Maybe I'm being overly harsh here. I don't know. It's a record label at the end of the day. Yeah. That's a little bit of a, a, a lull in the Trivium finances maybe coming into the label. But it's okay because we've got this thing in the... Yeah, yeah, we could use that. Push that out. Yeah. Um, to be fair, it's actually a pretty decent cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's you know the problem is is that and and you this isn't a problem with Trivium nobody can cover Pete Steele's voice that's right yeah nobody can it doesn't yeah. matter who you who tries to cover typo you have to be different you can't try and do the same thing can you no way um I think they they rock it up a bit they, you know obviously they do it's, it's a not trivium, quite yeah. as gloomy but it's good they do a good job of it it's a good song it's a good cover it was done for good reasons it was done for World Record Store Day it was done for to celebrate the anniversary of an album's release it was done because they're fans of Typo Negative yeah it wasn't done. Uh, they, they recorded it according to their own statements from back in the day. It was never a, it was is originally recorded in like a rehearsal space mm. um, where they were just jamming and having fun, uh, and they kept it on tape. And then when the, the Roadrunner, so this is what they said. So Roadrunner took their tape and sent it to the typo guys and said, "Hey, what do you think Check of this?" And they were yeah. like, "Yeah, okay, you can include that on the 15th year anniversary." Okay. Thing. So it wasn't even that Trivium recorded it for that reason. Right, it was, so Roadrunner took it and used and it for used that it, reason. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's not it's not it's not been done by Trivium as a money grab. It, you could probably potentially argue it's a money grab, but it's not by Trivium. Yeah, okay, I see you getting at. They, yeah. just, they were just recording in the studio. They probably recorded loads of stuff, and they were like, "Oh, we might use it one day the B side or something like that." You never know. But yeah, it's it's, it's not bad. It's not bad at all, to be fair. Well, have you heard the new Die Out's Murder song? I have indeed. Human Target, which is at the same time as that was released, um, that information was released. It's also the name of the album. Yeah. Um, have you yeah. heard it? Yes. Yeah. I thought. It's heavy enough. It's, I thought it was quite boring. Okay, boring. Um, Interesting, I, yeah. I, 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 I listened to it. I liked it. It's heavy. It was, it, it's very just, oh, okay, that's what it is. It's, yep. There was nothing in it that was like, you know, this is the next wave of Die Art or anything mm. like that. It was just, oh, okay, it's all right. You know, it just kind of like, oh, it's not something that I'm going to go back to a lot. Yeah. I didn't get hooked into it straight away or anything like that. It is plenty heavy, but it is just like, it's just another Deathcore track, really. Yeah, I... I my thoughts were basically, oh, it's another Thy Art track. Like yeah. it's it's it, it's not particularly. It's certainly not setting the world alight. It's very yeah. straightforward. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. I don't know what we expect. Maybe we expect too much from a band sometimes. But you're like, Thy Art, new song, new album, been out on a big tour with Parkway. Yeah, you know all this stuff kind of going on for them, and you're kind of excited to see where they're going now. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, you're not. You're well, just, yeah, you're just staying because as well, like they're one of the big bands we'll probably see at Bloodstock. So yeah. it's kind of like you know you want to yeah it'd be cool yeah, be some, yeah some cool new material yeah but you never know with a single that's the thing the singles can be deceptive because of course often when a band have maybe like I don't know matured or changed the sound a little bit they don't tend to do that on single release number one it tends to be yeah everyone off yeah so they'd be like there's the heavy one yep and then you know the ballad comes next absolutely well, not the ballad but yeah 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 <laughs> I know what you mean though yeah. like. 
you you throw out the the crowd pleaser, I yeah. guess you'd say, yeah. You but know? yeah, I mean, that's, it's nothing wrong with it as a song. It's just a little, just like it just kind of came and went three and a half minutes. I was like, okay. What about? Like, Strangely, actually, because I was listening to an EP, uh, which actually went up my site, which I reviewed today, and, and instantly can't remember what the hell it's called. What was it called? Left to Die by Dead Eyes Always Dreaming. Yep. Which was five tracks of deathcore, and I swear to God, if you put those five songs on again, perfectly fine, heavy deathcore songs, vocals in particular are good, and you put. Played those five and threw like the die art one in the middle and asked somebody to tell which one was a different band. They wouldn't be able to. I think to. they struggle. Really? You know? I've never heard of Dead Eyes Always Dreaming. So. I quite like the name of the band. I don't you think it's quite a cool name. It's too it's, long. It's, it's, yeah, it's going to ruin your shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking no, it's too long. <laughs> but yeah, I quite like the name. Um, D-E-A-D. doesn't even... Oh, D-E-A-D. Dead. Dead Eyes Always Dreaming. And it, uh, think about it. Now that's blown my mind. <laughs> yeah. It, it breaks it yeah, down to D-E-A-D. Oh, yeah, so I quite like it. It's thought-provoking. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there's something good about it. Yeah. Yeah. What about um? Have you heard Ramstein's new sec- oh, second single? Radio. Oh my god! I never realised until today that I could hate a Ramstein song more than I hated <laughs> a lot of the previous ones. I will say a positive about it in that it's ca- it's catchy in a poppy kind of way. Yeah. There is catchiness to it, but firstly, and I know, but this is weird because like what it keeps making me think of is Radio Gaga. Okay. Right, which, which is weird. Cause like, yeah, as, but I like Radio Gaga. Okay. But I don't particularly like this. Um, I really... So the intro, instantly I disliked it. And yeah. then, then I liked it. So like you start to have a real kind of techno thing going on, yeah. isn't it? And then it kind of comes in with the typical Ramstein. Yep. You know, yeah. You're like, okay, this is all right. And then it just goes like <laughs> fucking wacky, you know? Um, and I really... Do, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it has this... Like, it's not quite chip tune, but it has these kind of little wavy effect kind of moments i actually in the car i was listening to it on the way down here again as well because i wanted to have it fresh in my mind yeah and uh the best way i could describe the noise was uh like the nokia polyphonic ringtones oh that's right. what i felt like it sounded okay. like when you used to have to make your own songs up. that's right that's holy what, shit and that's what i was like that's what it sounds like that's it's a so... polyphonic ringtone you know not quite chip tune but like you know it was like chip tune version two Look, yeah you've made it a little bit better um there, it has a catchiness to it in the same way that songs by Green Day and Blink-182 have that kind of you know pop catchiness. You can't help but and it's kind of enjoyable. But at the same time, I'm I, you know it makes me shudder yep. a little bit. I don't, I'm not I'm not gonna, I can't. I, I, I'd I'd like to. I mean, you, maybe you will, but I'd like to hear somebody defend it, like and the reasoning behind it. Oh no, I won't defend it. Um, Purely what we're doing, we're basing it on is it a good metal song, and that's really what it is. It's like you, you can like the song and you can say you can defend it because you love the band or anything like that. Anyone can do that, but is it a good metal song? Well, I'd go further than that, and my thing is, is it a good Ramstein song? Mm. And that's where why when yeah. I reviewed it for the site, and I want like you know second single off the album, um, like the first one, didn't love the first one, liked it, yeah. um, and don't like this one. Yeah, simply don't like it. Now I'm used to Ramstein's more. Uh, if you want to say more popular, but more uh, more out there sort of sounds, used yeah. to it. They've done loads. This is easily one of the worst of those types I've heard. I you said it was catchy. I found it irritating. Yeah, see, and I irritating. Think, I think it might be because like you're you're a big fan. See, I, I can't rate it as in is it a good Ramstein song? Yeah. I don't like enough of their songs to be able to like hold it. You know, and then because of that, I don't know all of their songs, mm. you know, I just listen to it and I go, you know, all I can do is say is it a good song or not. And and I don't think it's a good song. I yeah. don't think it has any redeeming qualities. However, the chorus of it, it's simplistic nature, which is, is what makes me think of that Radio Gaga stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. And that's why I think that's kind of like that catchy thing. But in the way that kind of 80s 
stadium pop rock was catchy. Not in 2019. 19, yeah. Heavy metal is catchy, mm. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, yeah I, disappointing. I have found that, um, and I think most people who are defending it are just uh, are being apologists. Basically, I just don't think I'd love somebody to probably explain to me why it's a good. Not they, just they can do what they want; they've earned it. You it's, know, that's it's a shit argument. Yeah, but I, we can also dislike it. Yeah, that's right. You can <laughs> you know? earn it, and you can do what you want. And no, I'm not saying Ramstein can do what they yeah. want. Like I said, they've more than impressed me and done enough for me. I referred to it as um, it reminded me of their second album, which is the album I first heard their music from um, from that era. That album came out in the fucking late nineties. Yeah, like just you know what I mean, like yeah. there's a problem in itself. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no second track. They'll probably, I think, going on the way we normally we'll probably get one more before the album release. The album release is like May nineteenth, I think. Um, it's yeah. pretty soon. We'll so get another one. Yeah, probably a third one, and it is only a ten track album. That's oh, the other okay. thing as well. So you know, hopefully, I'm hoping. What I'm hoping for is they had their big epic with the first, the second weird one, and the third one is just going to be really like. Basically, just out and out heavy. Something normal. Well, normal isn't Ramstein's thing. Right, we've got another track for you. Uh, Puerto Rican thrashing outfit Calamity originally started off as a Metallica cover band under the moniker of Silent Scream in 2009. But shortly after having their own material, they decided to continue under the name of Hush. Hush had their first gig in a local scene in 2010 after opening for Skeleton Witch in Puerto Rico. The band decided to adapt the full thrash metal style, clearly inspired, I guess. Yep. Rooted in the sonic aesthetics of both old school overlords and modern revival acts. In 2014, months before turning the page, page. releasing their first EP, Let Them Burn, Hush changed their name to Calamity to have a better representation of their newly converted musical route. They are now poised to bring fire and fury with their sophomore album, Keros, due for release on the 10th of May. Keros offers a reckless and lethal dose of headbanging tribulation throughout nine varied thrash metal anthems. Uh, I love this album, by the way. I've listened to this, reviewed it for the sides. Don't think it's gone up yet, but it's a quality album. This track is called Gu- Gu- Guerreros. Guerreros. I don't know why I was trying to say that. that I know that. That's Eddie Guerrero, a wrestler. Yeah. Guerreros. <laughs> that would uh, yeah, this is Guerreros. Thank you. 
As always, we're covering festivals. Bit of a shorter one, kind of, um, yeah. in the sense that only really two sort of things to cover, and one of them will probably fly through because I don't know about you, but I struggled with a lot of these. Mm-hmm. Right, Bloodstock 2019 dropped out a load of extra bands, so we're going to fly through them, and you can jump in and say if you know who they are because that's the big question. I'll get comfortable then. I'll, <laughs> I'll have a drink. <laughs> Appearing in the Sophie Lancaster stage on Sunday are the Anglo Finnish Tech Progsters Wheel. I don't know them. Don't know them. And I, the minute I, I, you wouldn't have to say the band name. The minute you went Tech Progsters, I was like, yeah, I gotta know. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, joining them are Preston Old School Thrash Squad Solitary. I believe I do know these. Okay. Uh, and I, I familiar wrong, enough though. to. I mean, Solitary is such a. It's like a. It's a. It could be anything, couldn't it? Like, like as in, you know, I think I know them as a band. I think I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've heard of a thrash band called Solitary. Yeah, I it could me. be anything. It could be. 
This it says old school thrash squad. Yeah, so that's why. Right, that's yeah, why yeah. And we got Spanish thrash beats by Old Blast. I don't know. Are set to melt faces on Sunday's selfie stage. I do know these guys. In fact, I reviewed their latest album on the site. And great, great thrash metal. So cool. good, good band to have there. Uh, adding to Sunday's Sophie Mayhem are Egyptian black and death metal outfit Crescent. I don't know these, but I would be intrigued. I, I I read Egyptian black and death metal on the Bloodstock post, and I was like, oh, I'm watching that. Yeah, the, it's yeah. it's a description enough to make you go, oh, I'm yeah, intrigued. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, Finnish metal squad Blood Red Hourglass also grab a Sunday slot on the Sophie stage. Don't know them. Uh, nope. Don't know them. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, and it doesn't even really finish metal, so you've probably going to be some form of melodic death metal. So cool. Presumably, yeah. yeah. Joining the Sophie Lancaster stage bill on Saturday are British prog instrumentalists, the Parallax Method. And I'm going to say you don't know who these I are. I don't know who these are. <clears throat> uh, do you know, to be honest, until just reading out there, I didn't even clock the fact that it said instrumentalists. Oh. So this is, uh, this is no vocals. No is vocals, yeah. Okay. Prog, prog instrumentalists. Fair enough. It'd be, uh... I mean, do you, know, do you know the thing that caught my eye this time around the Bloodstock announcement? Go Without on. knowing a lot of the bands. But what I was really kind of impressed with was the spread uh, nationally. Nationally, yeah. I thought it was quite oh, internationally even. English, Finnish, Egyptian, Spanish. Yeah. I was like, this that's pretty cool. That's wide uh, ranging, yeah. yeah. You know, that's, so that was quite cool. But yeah. yeah, I'm sure you were the same. You know, out of everything that got announced, it was seeing the Egyptian black and death metal outfit. It was just like, that sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. I hope they're good. I really yeah. do hope they're good. Yeah, I mean, going off just what I've read, the, it'll be that, uh, Vile Blast, uh, who I do know, uh, not well, but know, um, and I'd probably, considering they're on Sunday, uh, no, Saturday, and it might be on during like the day as a chill out time, the, the Parallax, Parallax, Parallax mm-hmm. method um, could be like good half an hour of just chilling. Yeah, I mean, or I'll, could be I'll really be interested boring. to see how it goes. I've got no problem with instrumentalists. Of course. At all. You know, it's fine to have vocals. I always get a little bit like nervous about the the word prog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that could be a lot of different things. Of course, there. of course. It, it, it's if so... it was like old school kind of prog, I'd be right up for that. You really? Know? See, because to me, right, Chilled to out me, with a beer, the range is almost like... Mastodon style yeah. to Rush. Yeah. Whereas if you said to me, "Oh, it's gonna be Rush like," I'm like, "I don't care. I don't want to know." That yeah, shit see, drives I'm thinking, me nuts. Or not Dream Theater. But in my head, I'm thinking like this could be like King Crimson. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like chilling with a beer, listening to songs like. Like, like that sort yeah, of music. yeah. But it's probably not. No. It's probably going to be nothing like that. It's probably prog as in progressive. So there's probably three DJs and six people scratching on guitars. <laughs> like, right. We're progressive. Also, I mean. not, you're regressive. Stop it. You're ruining music for me. Sorry. Before he goes off on one. Also, <laughs> massive shout out to Genova. Yeah. These are the first band to be added to the Hobgoblin New Blood stage this year. The first winner of the Metal to the Masses, the Coventry leg. We've had our first winner, and it is Genova. So they will be in the Hobgoblin New Blood stage this year. Yeah, and I guess over the next month or so, we're going to see more and more pop up now because we're getting to that stage. Yeah, I mean now it's at the stage. You can you can tell it's at the uh, key stage as well, and because Bloodstock are massively interested now, man. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh, we're out on tour now, supporting it. So you know who's coming to which shows and all that sort of stuff. But from what I gather, you you know there are a couple that are late runners, like that don't actually finish their finals until like July. Yeah, I think London's quite late, isn't it? Yeah, but for the most part, most of them are done and dusted by the end of June. Yeah, you know, so we should have a pretty full New Blood stage by well, you know, but I would I would expect to sort of like half full by the end of this month, and then. A few stragglers, really. I'd imagine. Well, yeah, basically as well. Bear in mind, you haven't got a win to always be added. You nah, can, you guess. So there'll be get, some of yeah, that, and you might, you know, 
Jägermeister stage and stuff like yep. that. You get the odd one that drops in here and there, don't you? Well, we've not talked about it for and a while. We've got the um, <clears throat> abroad ones as well, haven't we? Because um, oh, of course, obviously we have Ireland, but we know that. But um, there's ones in Poland, Poland and there. a few like that as well. From um, our, our one, so to speak, because yeah, yeah. of the money put in. Who Essex. Essex? Yeah, can you off the top of your head remember all the bands? In the, well, not so much listener, but who from the final that you've seen is your your bet for winning? Because to me, it seems pretty. We we we, we said it when we first. In the we, boat. Do you know? Uh, I, I am. I, I know wrong video, but I'm going to look them up because I can't remember. But the two, I'm pretty sure that two of the people that we watched in in the first heat are are still in the final. One of them is for sure. Know, that's Gold, the Gold one Monsoon I'm saying. Gold Monsoon, yeah. But I'm pretty sure Collected are as well. Okay, interesting. Collected are. Which were the man buns? That's oh, the man buns. But they were very good. Yeah, you know, yeah. they came out and we were, uh, yeah, we've been had a few beers, been dicks, we're like, oh, sweet man, look at all these man buns. Yeah, but they were fucking good, mm. and I'm pretty sure they were there as well. Well, my bet while he's looking, my bet or safe bet is got one soon. They, we saw them when they did the first, uh, the very first heat. Yeah, they were very. I mean, they stood out. Yeah, massively in that heat. We said at the time, said, but, like, you know, these are these. Not, not only that they were good, but they were such a good fit yeah. for the new blood stage, weren't they? They were like, yeah, this is... Yeah, we said we could see them up there, no problem. <coughs> this is blood stop. <coughs> Goddamn throat. Yeah, I'm insane. We're dying. <laughs> it's dedication, though. Yeah, so... And obviously the other good thing, so anybody who does live in the area and can get down to Essex should obviously get down there for the final, which I will tell you the dates of in a second. Honest. Yeah, he'll get there. Yeah, there's all, all basically so, uh, just look at your local people. Yeah, people. so it's collected. Yep. Uh, Osmium guillotine, mm-hmm. goat monsoon, and walking coma. Right. Um, that is it's actually a little w- bit away now. So this is the 28th of June at the Ball or the Sound House in Colchester. Yeah. And headlining on that night is Witch Tripper. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, based on what we saw of collected and goat monsoon, I haven't seen walking coma or osmium guillotine. Yeah. But if you were just doing that as it was a gig, you go, and you were, oh, we're going to see Collected and then Goat Monsoon and then Witch Tripper that's in a solid. local little pub for, I think it's like three quid. I mean, that's a that's a decent metal night, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When we um, sort of got on board with this one, we, we I guess we didn't really think about location and it turned out it was quite far from us. It's been difficult very, to very get far. to it. Um, very difficult. Just not, not even, it is a distance, but it's more the distance and time from when you finish work. Yeah. To being able to get there, you know, and for me, it's like, you know, I've got the little ones, so I'm waiting for my missus going from work, and then if I jump in the car, then then you're talking 90 minutes to two hour drive. Yep. <coughs> Most of the time, it's at a point when I think, well, if I leave now, I'm going to get there for 10 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, we will planning, be... I'm planning to be there for the final. Yeah, so. we will be, uh, well, well, we will be down there for the final, some of us or all of us, how yeah, many we can definitely. get. Right, moving on then. And weirdly, if we were doing like battles of the festivals, which because we always cover several festivals at once, I think Ram and a Man take it this this podcast. Yeah, it was a, probably the best individual announcement from them I've seen for yeah. this year's festival. Really, really solid all, yeah. all, all, overall the full weekend. So let's go through them. Joining the Friday, our legendary classic UK metal rockers FM official. Yeah, that one didn't do much for me, but it's a Friday one. So yes, yeah, Saturday at the fair main stage, uh, the rock and roll. Hall of Fame inductees and platinum album album sellers Cheap Trick are the yep. special guests for Saturday as well. It's a bit of a, well, yeah, it's a decent, I'm surprised it's not a headliner for them, to be honest. But, yeah. But there you go. Uh, then we've got uh, one of the best selling Australian rockers of all time, working class man, Jimmy Barnes. Also on a Saturday. I don't know who that is. No, nope, but it says he's official. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 like official. The, he's a real one. That's because it was the fucking link. I just yeah. can't copy it. <laughs> Uh, also on Saturday at a fair, a band who stormed the Rising stage back in 2017 and have been on the rise ever since, the much-loved Wayward, Wayward Sons. Wayward Sons, yeah. Yep. Uh, do you know what? Right, I, I, I don't mind these at all, actually. They're fine. Yeah, They're fine. Rock band. What I like about this announcement is the fact that, much like we like at Bloodstock, when yep. somebody plays on the New Blood and then two years they're back on the Sophie, I like the fact that a couple of years back these were on the rising stage and now they're back on the proper. I think that's a good move, Rambling Man. Yes. And you should do more of that. Oh, yeah, and also... Well, make sure say it yeah. like they have done in the statement yeah, yeah 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 so people go oh cool so yeah uh then we've got uh the last one for the saturday was garage rock and a touch of blues for the main stage with raven eye yeah not... i feel like i know them but i don't if yeah. that makes like what you said with um it's like a name you think like, oh that sounds recognizable yeah yeah or do i am i just thinking about the eyes of a raven yeah oh it's something yeah it's <laughs> thinking about game of yeah. thrones um then we get to sunday sunday at the main stage we have inglorious back um, to play since they last played 2016 and Glorious are fine yeah. um, if they're there, if I'm there yeah. and they're on I'll have a beer and enjoy it and then in the Groove Raider star stage we have the Cornish Heavyweight Metalers King Creature this one threw me mm-hmm. because the word King honestly you're instantly like well I'm pretty sure I've heard of this because it's the word King and you start going to King this King that King 8 King you know yeah uh, I like the fact that they are actually labelled as Heavyweight Metalers yep uh, I'm surprised that I don't know who they are okay I, I don't. I've no idea who King Creature are. Uh, unfortunately, I would do I. Yeah. I know lots. Like I literally, when I saw, it, I got confused because at the time I was in having a sort of. I was a review was going up that someone was asking me for through an email, and it was by a band called Creature. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally, on the blues stage, we have the UK blues rockers Sweet Crisis. Yeah. I almost said it's blues, Sweet so Crisis. you know it's unlikely that we're gonna gonna know who they are. Yeah, it's UK blue. blues rockers. though, why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Did we do, cover it in the last one then? Because didn't we also have Monster Magnet? Did we cover it in the last did one, we I believe? Yeah. One? Well, we didn't. Monster Magnet. Yeah. Sweet. So that's yeah. Groove Rider stage. Yeah. Like, I think they're the headliner of it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So, I mean, like, your weekends get a little bit more fuller there. If you're only looking at a particular day, I think they're beginning to there's balance little, yeah. out better now. There, there, yeah, there's some good names. And even where there's not good names, there's some intriguing descriptions of bands. Yeah. Like, you know, if I'm there. <coughs> Trust me, I'm going to see who King Creature are. Yep. Cornish heavyweight metalers. Yeah, no, you want to know more about that, yeah. You know all these guys. Oh, yeah. shit, we, not, we recognize this, you know. So, yeah, Wayward Sons, again, that's cool. I'd love to see, I'd like to see, um, although we know they're on the rising stage, I'd like to see how that crowd has grown. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. What the reaction for them is now. That's true, that's true, yeah. Rising stage two years ago, been releasing music, been out touring, I would imagine, to death, because you yeah. do when you're a young band, or, or you know, you're early in your career well yeah it's a name that we know so that says enough I think yeah yeah right we're going to play another track then emerging out of Porto in 2012 the band's name I struggled with Nilati preaches the doctrine of nihilism through their profoundly complex black and death metal tunes the Portuguese horde not only perceives nihilism are they winding me up with this I help you with that as one. a philosophy nihilism. nihilism as a philosophy oh my god <laughs> <laughs> It's throwing me now as a philosophy, but also as a way of life, and thus their lyrical content delves too deeply into different aspects. Without compromising the excellence and savagery, they patiently took its time, took their time to craft the debut album Thus Spoke the Antichrist, painting both vicious and sinister surroundings. This debut brings forth a storm of noxious black and death numbers that preserve both old school roots and technical deafness at the same time. So you can speak normally when it's yeah. just that, yeah. Thus spoke the Antichrist releases on May 24th, 2019 on CD via Black Lion Records. 
This is the opening track, Indulge Self-Restraint. Right, we're going to fly through some albums and EPs, the usual that we've been covering. Just have a quick check them out and stuff like that. Some big, some small, some you may not have heard of. Um, coming out of UNFD, are you, UNFD, do you know this label? UNFD. Uh, I've come across it a couple of times. Yeah, they're releasing some really um, good stuff, right, in the <clears throat> sort of metalcore <clears throat> realm. Um, yeah, in the metalcore realm. Get more and more stuff like in that metalcore realm, melodic metal, the while she sleeps style of stuff. Yeah. All the white sticks and all that, and Sleep Talk are another good band. That uh, they keep when they come away, I was like, oh, because with metalcore, 
or melodic, whatever you want to call that now, I guess, but metalcore, um, it kind of looks like you expectation. It's the same as when you hear like thrash, you, you kind of know what you're going to hear. Yeah. So it's always, I'm always like coming off a of UFN NFD. I just keep bringing out these albums. It's really good. And Sleep Talk's another really, really good one. Uh, Everything in Color is the name of the album. Cool. I had to take a drink now. <laughs> uh, Merrick's Tusk, Between the Earth and the Trees. Fucking phenomenal. One of the best albums of the year. Only just missed out in the 10 out of 10 uh, uh, slot. But um, that's that's another wicked one. Um, coming out of South Africa, Rough Magic. The album title is Tarn, but with that little symbol above the A. Uh, the Damn Things. Have you, would I you have I checked know this who out? the Damn Things are, and I probably wouldn't have checked it out because I'm knowing who the Damn Things are. Right. Uh, I've never listened to any of their songs. Oh, okay. Well, the, the new album, High Crimes, is out. The Return of the Damn Things, second album after, I think it's I know, like, like I've seen like, quite a bit of talk about it. I don't know if that's because it's basically a collection of famous people. Yeah, well. Or if it's like that good an album. It's super group, and it's off yeah. Nuclear Blast, and it's, you know, it's Scotty and uh, Fallout Boy. So, yeah. uh, Anthrax, Fallout Boy, um, Every Time I Die, um... Keith Buckley's the vocalist. Yeah. Um. I. I. The reviews are on the site. You can check it out. It's all right, basically. It's a damn thing. Damn. A damn things album. If you heard the first one, you'll feel at home here. It's got a lot of variety in it, and there's some good stuff. But it's. It's no. It's no world. World. Uh. Beater. Um. Protector. Some of the hordes. Nice bit of. Uh, old school there with them. There's in fact this month more. I've written more stuff for bands that claim, or make the claim to be like old school throwback that kind of stuff and i always kind of again approach them with a sense of like what do you mean by that do you mean you sound dated or do you like is it a modern spin and an old thing particularly yeah. actually some of the hordes is pretty pretty good same with enforcer zenith who kind of have that style as well but theirs is a lot more fun a lot more stadium metal like i i, I could see like i put that on par not not with quality with likes of iron maiden just for how i could picture a show yeah. and stuff like that um, but then there's also lots of post metal. Lost in Kiev, Persona. They're, I think they're doing Tech Fest in this country right. next month. That's an awesome, awesome album. Uh, Mariner's Rest, Ruins. Combination of, again, bit of post, post black, that kind of stuff. Duskwood, The Long Dark. Very, very kind of unknown um, in this country. Small EP. Stoner Rock, Desert Rock, that kind of thing. Banging. Loving what that, that subgenre is putting out at the moment. And of course, uh, one that we've been playing tracks from with Skybrood, yeah. um, which we're going to come to the other track as well. But uh, I've listened to it several times now. I've reviewed it. It's not up on the site yet. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very good album. They, they're, they're you not, I wouldn't say unique because that's that because it's too strong, but they're different in how they approach their songs. Um, heavy as well. Really yeah. heavy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. You got anything? I've got two that I've really been listening to for the last couple of days. Was it not? It's not uh, Devon uh, still, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> Although I do still listen to it. Um, what spirits collide? Okay. <laughs> on, a, on the bad days. Um, but I haven't written the reviews up for these. But the, I mean, one of them, are, which is called Rignir by Helheim. Okay. Which is, what's it like? It's it's uh, folk slash power metal kind of viking oh right a little Sounds bit like it. a little bit like Scarmol, but with a lot more clean singing okay um but all in i'm not sure i don't even know where they're from to be honest but that could be finnish or scandinavian or Some anywhere, anywhere with like a name that. like that yeah you know so it's all in all in their native tongue which is quite enjoyable 
Um, I, re- I started listening to it because I listened to one song from it and, and it reminded me of the kind of riffage that, that we were getting from, you know, on the Skull Mold album. Okay. Um, I'll be honest with you, as I listened to more songs around it, it's not like, it, it, you know, I was like, I was like, oh, this could be my next 10 out of 10. No, it's, it's not. Like, yeah, it's not. Uh, the one that like re- really is kind of pulling me apart at the moment is an album called Apoptosis by Allegian. Okay. Uh, I don't know this band. Uh, like enough to kind of you know give any kind of history on them or anything like that yeah they're signed to Metal Blade they've got two or three albums out maybe more than that actually four or five albums out before this one I don't really know how to describe it I think I was trying to think in my head of like if I had to give it a genre what would I give it and the closest I could come to would be blackened melodic death metal right so you know it does have that melodic death metal kind of guitaring and but the vocals are much more in the black metal kind of camp right and it is, it's, again, not unique, might not be the right word, but it's different. Right. And it, literally, I will listen to a song in it, and I'll be blown away. I'll be like, this album is fire. Like, this is my 10 out of 10 here. Fucking amazing. Really? And it will only, and then I'll find myself, not necessarily in the next song, but even within the same song, suddenly be like, I'm so confused. <laughs> like, I hate this album. It's a zero out of 10. Really? And then, like, 30 seconds later, I'm like, oh, no, that's awesome. It's a ten. Out, do you know what I mean? It's for pulling me in all sorts of directions. I've been listening to it for a day or two now. It's why I haven't re- put the review up because right. I can't quite crack it. I can't quite. I love it, but it is different. It pulls you. You know, it's like listening to a really heavy kind of Norwegian black metal band, but then they burst into like a clean Metallica like solo, and it, it kind of seems to jump genres quite a bit. Interesting, never boring, mm. but really playing with my mind and whether I absolutely adore it. Or don't get it. Don't get it, right. Do you know what I mean? That's what, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue listening to it for another day or so and hope that I settle on Settle on something for one side of the fence or another. Yeah. But it's an interesting listen. It's a really interesting listen. Cool. But they're the two that I'm kind of, yeah, listening to most at the moment. Well, as always, you know, go to the site. You'll see these album reviews um, up all the fucking time. So just keep an eye on that. If don't want to go to the site. Go to the Facebook page. Like that and follow us on Twitter. They go up there as yeah. well. Right. We've got another track for you then. Voices of Grief were formed by... Catafalk and Daron as a two-member project in 2018. After a while then, Anton Rosa then joined the band and the ensemble continued as a trio. Anton Rosa is the leader of another band from St. Petersburg, one that people might know, Dominia, which also then brought in Dominia's drummer Papa to the Voices of Grief fold. Fevery. Fevery, yeah. <laughs> Their self-titled EP is out now via MSH Music Group. And all the songs in the EP are depressive stories about solitude and inner grief with thoughts of suicide. As a songwriter, Katafulk, I can't say that name, also demonstrates his anti-religious views and negative attitudes towards Christianity, drawing us on his satanic worldview and personal philosophy. Musically, Voices of Grief, unsurprisingly, combines black metal with dark, depressive and melodic mood of doom metal. Um, ah, stupid thing. <laughs> this is Epitaph to Tragedy, and before it starts, I fu- I gave this ten out of ten. This EP is a banger, yeah, so it just... sounds pleasant. Our first, our first, <laughs> it so bloody miserable. Our first ten out of ten EP. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I'm yeah. surprised by that. There's been yeah. some good ones. Yeah, oh yeah, but not ten. Come close. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, this is the track Epitaph, 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 Epitaph to Tragedy.
Right. Apparently, Brendan's got a quiz for me. Revenge. Yes. Anyone who listened to the last one or saw the YouTube video saw me getting challenged on the fan base nickname. That's that right, yeah. I have. Yeah. Which kind of came from the Slipknot videos, didn't it? Because, it did. Of uh, maggots. I, I said I wasn't particularly keen on being called a maggot. Yeah, and I said I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. said you liked it. So we had a little chat then at the time. And anyway, thought, do you know what? Quizzes are fun. Yes. So let's do maybe make this a bit more of a regular feature and we'll see. But, you know, when we've got them, we haven't got to put the pressure on them. But if we've got some. Yeah. There's... And I've got some. Okay. Ten questions. About? Well, I don't know which one I'm going to go for yet. Oh. I, I wrote two out. Um, but I think I'm going to go for... So this is stage names versus real names. Okay. I'm going to give you oh, the real this. name of some oh. pretty famous... Oh, uh, that's better. People, front men, and oh. then you're going to tell me what their state <laughs> okay. is. Yeah? All right. Uh, there are a couple of, you know, as always, there are some right easy ones. Of course. And then there are some that I'm a struggle to say they're Scandinavian names. Oh, <laughs> okay. Which is a little clue there. So we'll start off with uh, the obvious one, I guess. John Michael Osborne. Um I'm Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, yeah. Ozzy. I didn't know he was called John Michael Osbourne. I've heard it before, but if, you hear Osborne, if you'd like, said wow. to me, tell me Ozzy Osbourne's real name, I'd have been like, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I did actually write it down that way originally. I was like, I couldn't do this myself. Yeah. I already <laughs> asked you questions that I couldn't even answer. Uh, Ronald James Pado- Padavona. Ronald James. It's got to be Ronald James Dio. Ronald yeah, James Dio, isn't it? It's yeah. got to be, yeah. I try and put a bit of focus on the last name so that people don't think about the Ronald James. Yeah, the Ronald James gives yeah, it away, yeah. That's Dio. Yeah. Uh, Brian Hugh Warner. Oh, that's my answer. Fucking yeah. Hugh! Stop saying Hugh. Even when I was editing <laughs> the 10 things we hate about it and you brought up the Hugh part, I was still like, why does he keep yeah. talking about Hugh? Because if I put Brian Warner, it's too easy. So yeah. I'll like, chuck the middle names in there. Uh, Daniel Lloyd Davey. Daniel Lloyd Davey? Yeah, man. Davey Havoc. Nah, you'll kick yourself on this one. Daniel Lloyd Davey. Daniel Lloyd Davey. Davey Lee Roth. You're focusing on the wrong word. You're focusing on his surname. Davey is his surname, isn't it? Yeah, why am I focusing on that? Focus on Daniel. Daniel. No. Danny Filth. Ah, shit. Right. Yeah. What get? (laughs) William Bruce Bailey. Blaze Bailey. Instant one that everyone goes for, but it's not. It's not. Nah. I didn't know this one. William Bruce Bailey. You're going back like a, a, a back... Well, they're still around, but you go like a rock, less than metal, big rock superstar. Oh, really? Sammy Hager. Axel Rose. Oh, shit. You go. Damn. Right. Lawrence Matthew Cardine. Oh, my God. Lawrence Matthew Cardine. Lawrence Matthew. Oh, mate. I haven't got a fucking clue on this one. Oh, I'm disappointed, man. Lawrence Matthew. Yeah. There's no, there's, like, I'll, I will say that there's nothing in this that would translate to the stage name at all. There's nothing, like, there's nothing to do with Lawrence, to do with Matthew, to do with Cardine that you could go, oh, that makes sense on the stage name. Is, oh, I'm going to make a fool of myself. Is that fucking Lemmy's name? No. What is Lemmy's name? Uh, Ian Kilmister. That's it, Ian. Ian, yeah. 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 Kilmister, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, Ian. Fucking Ian. No, I don't know this one. Because the only way I, I knew this one, but the mm. only way I knew it is because he says it in a song called For All Those Things You've Left Unfinished. I bet you pretend you never heard or seen the name Lawrence Matthew Cardine. 
I'll never forget. Yeah, <laughs> Rob Flynn. Is that his actual name? Yeah. I was thinking Rob Flynn at one stage, yeah, but I was like, only, no. That, I, I, wouldn't, I thought I, that was his real name. Nah, Lawrence Matthew Cardenas is... I, I, t- I tell you what, I think... I, right, I believe his real name now is Rob Flynn. Because you right. know, like, he was adopted or whatever it was, or he went through, you know, something. And I think his original, he was born Lawrence Matthew Cardenas. Mm. Right. That's and he annoying. says that in that song, Left Unfinished. Oh, I when did, he's kind of I didn't identify that at all. Yeah. Uh, okay, what have we not got? Let's go for... I think you'll know this one. Adam Michael Darsky. Oh my God. Adam Michael Darcy. Darsky. Darsky. Adam Michael. D-A-R-S-K-I. Adam Michael Darsky. Oh, fucking hell. It's horrible isn't it, being put on the spot. It's, 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 <laughs> Especially it's, when you're like, oh yeah, of course. No. These are tough. Don't, don't give me Jesus Christ. I'm uh, this com- is Nurgle. Oh, oh God! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought oh, you'd know that one. Oh, that's so annoying. I do know that. Right. Vincent Damon Fernier. Oh, that's Alice Cooper. Well done. Yes. <laughs> Kim Bendix Peterson. Kim? Yeah. Is this a woman or a man? It's a man. Which is probably why he doesn't go by it. <laughs> Kim Bendix Peterson. Kim Peterson. I feel like I've seen that somewhere. Dun, dun. We should put a timer, shouldn't we? No, nope. uh, uh, King Diamond. Oh, okay. All right, let's right. go. <laughs> Last one. Vagard, Sphere, Vitam. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I am just picturing. I'm just picturing Johan Hegg of Amon Amarth. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds like it, that does, it does sound name. like that sort of name. But yeah. I imagine that's his proper name. So that ain't yeah. him. Um, Ice, I, Ison. Yeah. You're right. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Fucking wicked. Yeah, there you go. Oh, nice. So he's got that one. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, that's tough, man. It yeah, is, yeah. Because don't really, you know, you hear, like, some of me hear, yeah, like, I mean, Alice Cooper I've heard, you know? Yeah, Alice Cooper I've heard. Uh, I knew the Lawrence Matthew Cullin one, but purely because of the machine head nerdiness. Yeah, you know, fanboy, yeah. The name and the song. And I knew the Daniel Lloyd Davy one, because I've heard that, like, plenty right. of times. And I think I knew the would have known the Nergal one. But you never know on the spot. Oh, yeah, annoying, because I've heard, yeah. I have heard that a lot. So, yeah. Nice. But yeah, I mean, the one that probably, I was like, oh, okay. I don't know what I was expecting, because I know Axel Rose is not his name. Yeah, I know there must be another name. But yeah, William Bruce Bailey. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite the same. Right, now that bit of fun is done. We've got another track for you. Another one before we get to the big question. Due to be self-released on May 5th, 2019, Self-Identified Deity is the new album from Great Falls, Montana, Death Metal, Deathcore Band at Home in Hell. Time to shut up and pay attention. At Home in Hell, I'm here to make some noise. Here to deliver a death metal sermon that you have little choice but to pay attention to. It's a simply vicious record that rages with unbridled anger, hate and nastiness. Was purpose, there was meaning. We all 
question not so much a quiz but more like yeah. the back and forth thing where so i was actually i was trying to think of one where i was like well how do we we not we tend to wrap the podcast up with this thing and i, I i'd seen something about vocalist changes and it got me thinking about vocalist chains right let me have a look and sort of pick up some big bands and so on yeah and the question basically is who was better now some of them are obvious like i'd be amazed yeah if you... there was some that was like yeah, okay, I'll, he doesn't mean this too seriously. <laughs> yeah, but then there was others that was like, okay, there's some interesting ones here, yeah. particularly to cause a bit of debate. But there also are, I'm not going to lie to you, there are one or two that I'm going to basically go, I could not give a fuck. Really? Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> but, actually, I've anyway. seen one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight away. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, a, it's not me much asking him, it's me taking part two, because I haven't... Yeah. Uh, so, we're going to start with, um, and we're not covering every single vocalist. For example, with yeah. Black Sabbath, 
I could. We're not doing every vocalist that applied. No, there. no, no. We're gonna do the ones that you know the names. Yeah. The, the ones, the ones that actually had a, I think, long term impact. Really. Yeah. So with Maiden, Paul Diano, Bruce Dickinson, or Blaze Bailey. Uh, Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. Uh, he, I, I don't know. I, with no disrespect to the other two guys whatsoever, uh, Bruce Dickinson is Iron Maiden yeah. to me. You know, that's how I picture Iron Maiden with him at the helm. Absolutely, I, that's you know. exactly it. I like Blaze Bailey's vocals. Yeah, I, so do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, got no problem with. Them. I like Paul Diano's vocals. And they both had a significant time in Maiden. Yeah, but, but I, I don't agree know why. with you. For me, Maiden is it's Bruce Dickinson. He not just for his vocals, but it's the image. It's everything. He yeah. is. He is the Iron trooper Maiden. outfit waving a flag. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's an amazing frontman. But here's a hard one. Yeah. David Lee Roth or Sammy Hager, Van Halen. From a vocal perspective, I I would struggle to pick one, but I personally have always liked David Lee Roth. Okay, I don't know why. I just like David Lee Roth. <laughs> He's a cool character. So this has always been. I, I I've always joked that if I ever got the chance to see Van Halen, I would want it to be very specific. This I would want it to be a three-hour show, where the first hour is David Lee Roth. Yeah. Then he gave a break. And the second hour is Sammy Lee, Sammy Hager, Sammy Sammy Lee Hager's vocals, um, him doing the stuff. Who's the third hour? Hmm? No, 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 like one hour break. Oh, one, one hour. hour break. Yeah, well, fucking hell. Well, no, like changeover and stuff, you know. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And I sorry, presu- right, sorry. I thought you meant like he just walked off and then the next one walks. No, on. I presume Roth would also like have to leave the building before Hager came in, that kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, yeah, because it's a weird thing with like Van Halen, great band, but I have no issue with either singer. Like, I really don't. Yep. You know, I, if, I, if I was going to go and see Van Halen, I personally wouldn't particularly care. And I think you were kind of saying, like, which who it was. I'd be all right with it either way. No, I, w- I would I have. I've got a preference. I do. The right. problem is, is that you wouldn't get David Lee Roth singing yeah. Hager's music. Yeah. But Hager wrote, has been part of some of the best songs, like Dreams, Love Walks In. That's Hager's stuff, whereas David Lee Roth is doing stuff like Running With The Devil and all that. Whereas Hager likely will sing that stuff. So I would probably lean towards Hager. Because Hager's, to me, I think he's a better vocalist. Uh, definitely nowadays, Hager can still go. Roth yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, right then. Um, this is an easy one. <laughs> this is a very easy one. Rob Halford or Tim Ripper Owens yeah, for Priest. Obviously, it is Mr. Priest himself. Yeah, it, it, is, it is. It's as yeah. simple as that. All right then. Ozzy or Dio for Black Sabbath? Uh, for me, this is a really easy one. Yeah. To be honest, and it's Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Because much in the same way as I see... Iron Maiden and Bruce Dickinson as a thing. Uh, Ozzy to me is Black Sabbath. Yep. I know that like, he's not exclusively. I know we've got Tony and everything like that. Yep. But I wasn't really around, I guess, for the Dio, uh, Ronnie James, Dio Black years, Sabbath yeah. era, where I wasn't into it enough to appreciate it. So for me, I've only ever known Black Sabbath with Ozzy. Yep. And that's you know, it's hard for me to even picture Dio in, in Black Sabbath. To be honest with you, it it's, really is. It's true. I mean, I'm exactly as you. Uh, Ozzy to me is a Black Sabbath. You know, I think of. Uh, Black Sabbath thongs I think of Ozzy's oh. voice singing over them um, and like I said it's no certainly and look what happened off the back of uh, Ronnie James Dio not being in Black Sabbath it's one of those splits where you end up with multiple great bands yeah. rather than a problem yeah you know? yeah, you are right right then Bond Scott or Brian Johnson ACDC right out of the two yep. Brian Johnson yep not overly fussed because I'm unlikely to listen to either yeah that's, that's the truth yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I, I it's hard to say because I'm not, I'm not choosing this on the vocalist that I particularly like. <laughs> uh, I'm not a massive fan of ACDC. I don't like either's vocal style particularly. Okay. I really don't. I guess for me, Brian is the more familiar one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's the one. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. the one that I like, you know, the, the Thunderstrucks and all that sort yeah. of stuff that stick in my head. 
you know, in a, in a negative way a lot of time, which piercing <laughs> through my brain. <laughs> Thunderstruck's great. <laughs> I even I like that song. Um, no, I agree with you. Brian Johnson for me. Um, yeah. Bon Scott's got a unique style as well, but for ACDC, if I'm listening to it, I want to hear Brian Johnson. Right now we've got a difficult one, a more modern band, and I reckon this will be an interesting one. Jesse Leach or Howard Jones, Kill Switch Engage. Um, can I just say that I'm, I don't, I think they're both fine vocalists. Okay, do. Uh, Howard Jones for me probably. Yeah, but only by a whisker. I don't think. I, I think very close. Kill Switch Engage, the sort of music that they play. trying not to put anyone down it, it's not like you know it's not like a Bruce Dickinson range or anything like that that you have to have so I think you, they are a replaceable vocalist I think they're both fine vocalists but I don't think there's much in a way that, that separates them I think Jones has a higher range on some yeah. of the songs he did um, like if, if it was like I, I, I'm like you I'm not massively fussed either way no. and they, they're both perfectly good but I think I, I, I grew up listening to Howard Jones mm. Kill Switch not I think Jesse that's what Leach. you do sometimes is what you're familiar with. Yeah, and, you know, and it's the same for me. I, I'm more familiar with Howard Jones being the front man of Kill Switch than I am with Jesse. Well, here's the one that you probably care the least about. Yep, Lane Staley or William Duvall, Alison Chains. My first thing when I read this was like, who the fuck is Lane Staley? <laughs> so off the back of that, I'm going to have to say William Duvall considering I don't even know who the other fella is. Yeah, it's Alison Chains as uh, originally I'm not an Alison Chains fan, <laughs> am I? So, I mean, my, the ideal scenario for me is that when I'm singing. <laughs> I am. Um, they knock it on the head. It's weird because <laughs> I like modern Alison Chains more than I do old Alison Chains. Who's the, who's the current? Alison William Duvall. Right. Okay. Um, but Lane Staley, it's like he has an iconic voice. Right. Those songs you know, them bones, dirt, stuff like that, are Lane. Right. Um, and openly, he'd still be in a band if he didn't die from drug overdose. So, right. <clears throat> in that case, I'm going to go for Lane because I don't know much modern Alison Chains. <laughs> There's no point in me going for the guy that I don't. I've never listened to. <laughs> Fair news. All right, then. Uh, right. Oh God, this one I put in as a joke. Yeah. Freddie Mercury or Adam Lambert, Queen. Oh, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> if anyone, anyone in the world said Adam Lambert here, then they're taking the piss. They anyway. have to be. Just yeah. being awkward for the sake of it. Freddie Mercury, head and shoulders above anyone else. Absolutely, no question. Right. Nightwish. Floor Jansen, Taja Turnian, or Annette Olsen. Right. Interesting. This is interesting, <clears> but I will say purely because I didn't like the era, that I can very quickly discount Annette. Right. I, don't, I like her voice. Yep. But I don't like Nightwish in that era. So it's down to Floor so and Taja. And for me, my preference will, and what has always been, and will still probably always be Taja. Fair enough. Uh, although that's not with a disrespect to Floor, because she's very good. Yep. She's a great singer, great front woman, front person of a band. But I, I love Nightwish with Taja. I like... At best, Nightwish without her. With Floor, yeah. 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 With any other vocalist, I think it's... I think I'd agree with you. It's Yeah, it's it's Nightwish I know or I go to is Taja's stuff, yeah. you know. But to say, it's just purely personal taste more mm. than anything else now. Yeah, it's certainly not like a, how it might have been when Taja was replaced with Annette, where it was like, I'm kind of pissed about the way they did that. Because mm. actually, Floor, Floor deserves to be there, to be honest. She's, she's quite amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so there's no disrespect to her. It's just out of the two, I prefer... I prefer Taj's vocals. I like the operatic style. I think that's what Nightwish was to me. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was what made them different. Um, right, Arch Enemy. Angela yeah. Gossow or Alyssa White Gluz. So this one, right, for me, I probably would go towards <laughs> Angela Gossow. Right. Uh, although I don't think these two are that different to each other at all. That's it. I think they're both very, well, they're obviously very similar in their style yep. and their delivery and they're both 
massively capable of being extremely heavy and singing. So I, I you know, it's, it's a tough one. And I, I don't think Arch Enemy have suffered. Weirdly, for for losing the front woman with that voice, they haven't suffered at all. No. And that's how, like, kind of re- it instantly they can replace each other easily. Yeah. You know, it is very, very middle of the road for those two. It and is. also, you know, the truth is, is that I'm not a huge Arch Enemy fan. I yeah. don't, I, I don't dislike Arch Enemy, but I wouldn't class myself as a fan um, enough to say that. You know, I wasn't disappointed when Angela stepped down. I wasn't disappointed when and uh, Elisa took yeah. over. They're both quite fit. What <laughs> <laughs> is that? You go for a little bit of a chauvinism. Fit people. Oh, who we got? Chris Barnes against <laughs> George Corpse Grinder Fisher, Cannibal Corpse. Well, again, I'm more familiar with Cannibal Corpse with George Fisher yeah. in it. I'm not going to do his whole fucking... Just call it's called Corpse, Corpse Grinder. Grinder. Corpse Grinder in it. Um, it's one of those vocal styles in it. Who's the best singer? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's got a meatiest neck? Yeah. Uh, I, I, the problem with this one for me is that I know quite a bit of Cannibal Corpse. And like we probably both do. Yeah. I'm trying... I don't know which ones are sung by which singer. Well, Chris Barnes is most of the early work. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know when it crossed over. I don't that's know when true. it changed. When I was looking at this, a lot so of people like, oh, well, that's my favourite song. That's my favourite song. So I'm going for Corpse Grinder. And then turn out that actually every one of those yeah. favourite songs <laughs> was the other guy. Well, here's one you probably, I reckon you might know nothing by. Dimitri yeah. Minikaeus or Greg Pusciato, the yeah, Dillinger Escape Plan. I'm going to go for Greg, actually. Good. Obviously, 100%. Good. Damn Purely right. because uh, it reminds me of the sausage roll shop. <laughs> really? Yeah, and that's about all I've got on them. Greg's, Greg Pichard has got a fantastic voice. Okay, uh, yeah. And of course, Dylan John around anymore. They wrapped up with the last album. Yeah. So there's that. Right, Neil Turbin, Joey Belladonna, or John Bush from Anthrax. Now, this one is a difficult one for me. Well, I'll eliminate Neil Turbin. Right. And it's down to Belladonna or John Bush. Two quite distinct different voices for anthrax as well so when you listen to the music yeah you can be quite like identifying quite often easily which one is which very easily actually and the different songs they did yeah john bush is part of some great anthrax stuff but belladonna arguably is anthrax's front man you know yeah leather handbag that he is with his hair (laughs) (laughs) um i struggle with this one i'm struggling with it as well i mean i I could go 50 50 then I'll, I'll go Neil Turbin. <laughs> Did you even know that one? <laughs> yeah. no, uh, Joey Belladonna. I guess, yeah. It's yeah, a difficult one. Joey Belladonna. This one made me laugh, right? This next one. Because I generally didn't even know there was. I knew they had a different phase, but I didn't know there was a different singer. Uh, so yeah, I did. And I knew this guy's name. Terry Glaze yeah. versus Phil Anselmo for Pantera. Well... Obviously, it's Phil. There's no doubt about that. Mm. You know, God, can you imagine if Pantera hadn't the changed style? What the metal scene could be like? Amazing. You know, it still amazes if me. They, they had, had come along four and albums. Killed, four albums. Killed that great Southern trend. Yeah, would have been fucked, mate. Would have <laughs> took over. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like I, every every Pantera fan probably has at some point. We've all listened back to pre Cowboys from Hell. Yep. And then we've all pretended Cowboys from Hell was the debut. Every one of us. Yep. No one's gonna sit here and argue and go. Nah, the stuff before was really actually it was alright. I kind of <laughs> no one knows shit. It was fucking terrible. Of course it was. Um, uh, the best thing I don't know what the, I don't know. I don't want to put the change in music purely down to Phil, but if Phil's involvement in the band and their decision to t- change direction, which made them bring in a heavier singer, was the best decision a band ever made. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't picture Pantera without him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... Last but not least. This is this is difficult, right? It's more difficult than it should be. I mean, I already know who I'm going yeah. for. Yeah. 
It's Mike. That's no, sorry. Should we tell them who it is? Yeah, Chuck, Chuck <laughs> Mosley or Mike Patton. Faith no more. Yeah, I mean, well, we're Mike massive Patton. Mike Patton fans. Yeah, well, Mark. As anyone who's ever listened to Mike Patton should probably be a massive Mike Patton fan. Yeah. Um, however, Chuck Mosley's a great fucking singer. Yep. And early Faith No More with Chuck's involvement, there are fucking brilliant songs on it. Do you know how many times I've had to correct people who think that Mike Patton sung on Epic? Oh, Epic, yeah, it's not. Yeah. And it's not, it's like, when he watched the video, it was like, that don't look like Mike Patton. It's because it's not. Yeah, it's not him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it is, it is more difficult than it should be, so it's not a disrespect to Chuck, mm. but Mike Patton's Mike Patton. It is know? that. And also, we, you know, we can see Mike Patton now, we, we have seen him sing Epic, and he can sing a fine yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so it's not like we lost anything that's right yeah to a degree yeah it is as very, as that. yeah so yeah mike Patton for the win there you go that's uh if you, i don't th- uh, that was most of the major ones i could find there was lots and lots of small ones and this and all that yeah, but we'd be here all fucking day yeah let's know if you disagree though That'd yeah yeah i'd love someone to say to me no actually explain um, to me why adam lambert is better than Freddie Mercury. Or why Terry Glaze should yes. still yeah. have been fronting Pantera. I, I gave up on Pantera after they got rid of Terry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, that's it for us on this podcast. Much shorter. We've decided to cut them back a bit because they're getting too long, particularly when we want to play music. Particularly when a lot of these bands go eight minutes sometimes on their own. Yeah. You know? And we're going to wrap up with the second Skybird track we talked about, the premiere. Uh, it's the final track off the incoming new album, the album title being Sky Brood. The band name being sky brood and a track oh. being sky brood this is sky brood by sky brood off of sky brood exactly cool enjoy Stand 